0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message.
1: Hey, welcome to church. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say welcome to church this morning? Yeah, turn to your other neighbor and say, Welcome to church as well. <laughs> Fantastic. And if you're new here, we would welcome you as well. If you're online, a huge welcome to you. Um, My name's Benaira. I'm the senior pastor along with my nine month pregnant wife. Nine months, baby. Nine months. Could the water break in church today? (laughs) Let the rain fall. Let the rivers of living... No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We are at the stage uh, where if my wife gets up through the night, I'm going, is it time? Is it, is it time? <laughs> um, and when we had our first child, um, I made the mistake of getting to the hospital and saying to my wife, and if you know this story, enjoy it again, I had a whole bunch of different people say, you've got to make sure that you stock up on snacks (laughs) because it can take a long time, uh, labour. And so we got to the hospital and I said to my wife, you checked in now, let me just go down the road and get a snack. (laughs) And I went to Coles or Woolworths and it was in COVID time and there was a line-up of 30 people at the front because there was one person in, one person out. You remember that time? It's like limited people. And I stupidly waited in that line for a long time. Got back in the car with my baguette and there was a baguette with a, a can of tuna, great snack and spinach and cheese and I had about 15 missed calls from my wife and I, I called her on the way to the hospital and she, all that she said to me was, get here now, hung up. <laughs> And I learned my lesson, which is make sure you pack a baguette before you go <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> uh, anyway. Last Sunday was a powerful Sunday. If you were here, you would have, we had our anointing service and so many people were just touched by the presence of God, so many uh, prophetic words given. Um. We got some feedback from, a lot of feedback, different people, um, scarily prophetic words, uh, accurate, not scary as in scary prophetic, accurate words from different team and, you know, it was a blessed service and we're just going to build off that. So today and next Sunday and then, um, and just to let you know, the devotional starts next Sunday. So that's day one. So you got the link and get the paper copy if you don't have technology or you want to do paper but it starts next sunday and the fast starts next sunday so preaching next sunday is going to be a challenge because there's going to be a lot of hungry people in the room probably but just make sure you come with a good attitude and some people won't fast food so it would be all all fine but in all seriousness uh last year's prayer and fasting was a really supernatural time in our church we saw more breakthrough in those two weeks um, and more miracles done in those two weeks than the previous whole year. It was really bizarre. It was our first time doing it as a church. And I thought to myself, why haven't we done this sooner? So this morning, I'm going to be just laying the foundation about the power of prayer and fasting. And fasting and prayer is not something that You have to be talked into it it shouldn't be that fasting and prayer should be a personal response to what you feel the holy spirit is wanting you to do and then playing that role together in unity to see breakthrough so this morning just i preface it by saying that i'm going to i'm going to try and teach a bit this morning and i'm going to try and expand out why prayer and fasting are powerful and important and i just ask you just to in your heart just be trucking with the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, what part would you like me to play? The title of today's message is called The Ultimate Spiritual Tag Team. Any wrestling fans in the house? <laughs> well, I know Alan is the greatest wrestling fan I know. We went and saw a wrestling movie once, didn't we, Alan? And Alan was laughing in it, he was crying in it. At one point he was up trying to wrestle, and it was great. And uh, he's a passionate wrestling fan. And um, my son, little three, always turning four in April, so he's getting towards four now. He loves to wrestle, and he dads notice that. I remember that with their kids. They, you know, they. they, Even this morning, I got to church a bit later than what I would have probably liked to, because he wanted me to have a wrestling match with him before I left. And I thought I've got to take time after Bluey and before church to have a wrestling match with my son. And he's getting strong. At some point he will win. <laughs> but at this point, daddy wins. <laughs> the thing is about wrestling is you have this thing called a tag team where um, and I'm sorry for the wrestling connoisseurs in the room. Basically it's when there's two people in a a team and one is in the middle of the the, uh, the octagon, no, the whatever it's called, the middle section, and they tag out, somebody else tag, and they come and jump on top and do the ultimate, what's the word, Alan? Yes, the ultimate bang, crash, move. Speak to Alan if you want more details about the moves. (laughs) (laughs) Can help you. So, when it comes to spiritual things, prayer and fasting is like the ultimate spiritual tag team because one is the setup, and the one brings the ultimate breakthrough. They go hand in hand. There, it's like a tag team combo. And in the things of the kingdom, in the spiritual realm, who he wants to be effective in the spiritual realm well the way we do it is actually by this thing called prayer and fasting and prayer and fasting is something that god actually it's his idea it causes breakthrough and encounter in both the spiritual and the physical i'm going to talk about both those this morning it says in matthew chapter 6 verse 16 it says and it's jesus speaking he says when you fast do not look somber as the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head or put deodorant on, is a modern translation potentially. Have a shower, wash your face, so that it will not be so obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we join with angelic hosts this morning. We thank you that heaven uh, is watching and they are listening and they are being encouraged by being with your people. And we just invite you, Lord, have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, fill this church with your fire. Shake off the uh, mediocrity and the familiarity and the comfortableness. Cause this church to rise as a shining light in this state, in this nation, in this world, Lord. Move above and beyond our belief even. Don't limit us. Don't don't allow our our limitations to limit you. Move above and beyond, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we see here Jesus is speaking about fasting and what does he say? He says, when you fast... Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say when <laughs> oh it's such a annoying word why because it's not if you fast it's when you fast therefore it goes from a suggestion to a command some people are good fasters they're very very rare most people are bad fasters why because fasting is hard But the reality is this, is that Jesus encourages us around the thought that when you fast, this is what you should do. I'm a big believer that there are certain breakthroughs in God's kingdom that can only come about when we fast and pray. There are certain things that God has for this church community that will only ever happen when we fast and pray. We're going to look at why in a second and how, and there's some biblical examples. But I encourage you that if you are new to fasting, it's actually okay. Be open to the concept because the Lord actually wants to teach you in your spiritual discipline when it comes to fasting. Now, I'll also say this, and I said this last year speaking on this topic, that I am not a medical expert and there are certain people, uh, sorry, certain conditions that things like water fasting will affect in a negative way so please don't take my word as medical advice i'll give you spiritual advice and you can take them the physical stuff in your own shrine does that make sense i will not be responsible if you have an episode because the pastor told you to fast yeah this is where you have to work out your walk but i will teach you around aspects of fasting and why it's important and different ways you can fast Um, For example, if you're diabetic, I don't think it's recommended, especially a tight one, that you fast. Yeah? If you're pregnant, don't fast. If my wife said today I'm going to do a 14-day fast, water fast, I would say please don't do that. Eat as many burgers as you can or broccoli or whatever it is you want. Eat. (laughs) So let me just preface this morning's teaching around that. You have to actually take it take the spiritual elements and then take your proactive response that's between you and the lord yeah. right. i won't even be asking you if you're fasting or not if you're really grumpy i might assume it but <laughs> <laughs> it's not up to me it's between you and the father so we have to look at the biblical words for fasting used in scripture and there's hebrew and greek words but the first word that i just want to speak about is actually the word uh sum or to sum i don't actually know how to pronounce it it's a hebrew word it's it's used in judges 20 verse 26. it means to cover over your mouth to abstain from food and the primary idea lies in your mouth being shut pretty simple isn't it the second one is this is is the word uh it's a greek word called and i'm going to please if you're a greek Uh, Linguist, please have some grace. But the word "nastero" this is defined according to the Thayer's Greek lexicon as to abstain as a religious exercise from food and drink either entirely um, if the fast lasted um, but a single day or from customary, customary and choice nourishment if continued for several days. I'll read that again because I botched it up. But according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, this word here means it means to abstain as a religious exercise from food and drink, um, either entirely if the fast lasted only a single day, or from customary and choice nourishment if continued for several days. Matthew chapter four verse two uses this word, this this Greek word after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. Now, the thing is about this definition, and this is something I'm not going to get into a theological debate with you over, we have to work this one out, is if according to Thayer's Greek lexicon, this Greek word actually means that for more than one day, you have an option to actually abstain from certain things, not just do water fasting. Does that make sense? so things like daniel fast come into effect then uh things like you might fast certain things in your life uh that are gonna you know gonna cost you because fasting is about less of me and more of him so if you say to me but i'm gonna fast church for two weeks (laughs) i might say well that maybe not i'm gonna fast gossip okay you can't fast sin like i know you're gonna fast something that's gonna cost you Now, I'm not giving everyone an out because for some people water fasting is too hard so I'll just not have caffeine. No, no, this is between you and God but there is potentially, according to this this lexicon definition, an opportunity to look at fasting other elements as not just water fasting. Now, some of you might be asking what is water fasting and I should have said this at the start. Water fasting is not abstaining from water. Water fasting is only partaking of water. So when you hear the word water fast, you're not fasting from water, you are fasting from food and you are just consuming water. The third word is this. It's a word called nazar. It's a Hebrew word. It's found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It means to separate, dedicate and consecrate, to dedicate or devote oneself, to keep sacredly separate, This term is used for living as a Nazarite or taking a Nazarite vow. It also includes abstaining from food, drink, and impurity. So we have three words there. One is talking about covering or abstaining from food. One is talking about abstaining from food and other customary choice nourishments. And one is speaking about being set apart as though you were holy. So the heart of fasting is to be set apart as an act of worship. For a period of time to seek after the Father. To seek after God's face. Why is fasting and a season of fasting so important? Because when you lessen yourself and what you want, you actually um, you cause him to be glorified. You cause him to become bigger. The longest fast that I've done, I did a 21 day fast. Water fast only. I did it a few years ago now, quite a few years ago now and i saw great spiritual breakthrough i saw a physical breakthrough as well and i'll talk about that later and it was a great time but 21 days is quite intense anyone else done a 21 day water fast here yeah so there's a couple of people but not many people will do that most people will try and do at least one day and we'll get to lunchtime and give up because your brain is wired to eat It's a natural thing. It's like, if you don't eat, you're going to die, so eat. And so fasting is so much about uh, mind over matter. Yeah. And through that discipline, you actually become a spiritual, uh, spiritually aware in a way you never have because your mind is becoming uh, less and your spirit man is becoming more now there's some fasters in the house there's other people who have done this and they attest to this that fasting if done well and if you see it through can be one of the most spiritual um, joyous uh, experiences of your life yeah. there is blessing in fasting and prayer yeah. but remember that it's not just about the fast it's about the prayer and fasting yeah, it's the ultimate tag team yeah. they go hand in hand you see, God isn't about religiosity. He's not about you trying to live a harder life for the sake of His enjoyment. That's not how the Father works. What He understands and what He encourages us to do is to have less of us, less of consume, consume, and more of Him. Living sacrifice denotes that we lay down our life. As sacrifices what does that mean we say we lay on the altar and we give you everything God and through that God consumes us the challenge for us all me included is I like to give God my arm but not this arm I like to give him part of my heart but not my whole heart I like to give him part of my insecurities but not these ones hidden over here and we don't pray like that But there's certain things we don't trust to him and trust to him. There's certain wounds we don't allow him to heal because we're trying to protect ourselves. But the Lord says, no, 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 give me all of your heart, give me all of your mind, give me all of your body, give me all of your spirit, give me all of your soul. And by doing so, that is true worship. Holy Spirit, okay, he is so amazing. Holy Spirit, help us. (laughs) This is not an easy thing. Yeah. Skipping a meal is not an easy thing. But when you do sacrifice and it comes to fasting, you will find his voice becomes louder yeah. and your voice becomes less. Yeah. His direction and his presence you sense more and the presence of your enemies and your fears become less. Your revelation goes up and the things that were distracting you becomes less important. So three words. But the question is this, why prayer and fasting? A fast is about humbling our hearts before God. Fasting and praying are about giving up the thing you seek for satisfaction in order to draw near to God, allowing God to satisfy you. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's the beauty of starting the year with prayer and fasting. It's us going, Lord, less of me. And more of you. I was having such a a, a powerful time this morning in the office. I was just trying to prepare. You know, some days you feel like the clouds are a bit low, and you have to get above the clouds. (laughs) And I was like, "There's too much noise in my head at the moment." And often that's a spiritual thing. I think this morning we're talking about something very spiritual, and being prophetic, I can often sense a bit of pushback. And and so I was sitting in the office. I had my headphones in. And, and, I, and I had the noise counselling on because so I didn't want to hear anything. I just like, I just need to hear you. And I was just sitting there and I was just picturing this the throne room of heaven. I was just picturing just Jesus on the throne and just, and I just, my prayer was, Lord, let your light shine, let your face shine on me. And as I was sitting there, I just felt like, it's like when, when, I, when you're at, you know, at the beach or something and the cloud dissipates and the sun hits your face, especially if you've been in the water and you're a bit cold and it's like, oh, that feels awesome. And it was like his presence just, I'm gonna shine my light on you. The thing is about when we seek after God and study the year, is that we can have low-lying clouds around us. Worries, insecurities, fears, pressures, whatever it might be, dreams, hopes, ambitions, it could be good noise, it could be bad noise. And what we do is we come before the Lord as individuals, but also as a church and say, Lord, we choose to lessen the noise and to listen to you yeah, very, very, very. let the rain fall how are you feeling you, you all right yeah we're all good we're... imagine that imagine in church it just that'd be hilarious yeah for me 100 <laughs> percent All right. So number one, why is fasting and prayer important? Fasting establishes more of Him and less of us. When we pray and fast, we draw near to Him. You know, fasting is the ultimate humility. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't wait for vision. I mean, I can't wait. Vision Sunday is going to be awesome. A bit of an insight. You're going to hear me talking about um, becoming students again, students of His presence. And humility is such a massive thing. When we fast and pray, it's the ultimate humility. We are denying ourselves and taking up our cross. Fasting and prayer opens the doors to new levels of God encounter. Who wants new levels of God encounter? Some God encounters will only ever be experienced through the door of prayer and fasting. Think about that one with me. There are some God encounters, I believe, that will only ever be experienced when we pray and fast. And I actually think we can miss out on certain things when we don't actually take time and obedience yeah. to prayer and fast, or pray and fast. 2 Chronicles 7.14 talks about those who humble themselves and pray and seek his face, that God will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land in Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 it says this it says then I proclaimed a fast at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek him for a safe journey for others our children and all of our goods who here would like a safe passage for your family your children for your connect group (laughs) for your marriage Well, maybe part of the solution is to come before him with some prayer and fasting we see that in ezra right here so fasting it does establish more of him and less of us my prayer for my life and for my family and for our church community is that we would be a church that has more of him and less of us that when people walk into this place that they would encounter more of him and less of man I don't want you to hear my words this morning i want you to hear his voice and it's okay with me if you don't hear anything i say but hear something from him and i've been in sermons like that where the preacher like it's, it's like i'm writing notes but it's nothing to do with what the preacher's saying god's just speaking to me about something else and it's because it doesn't actually matter the wind isn't hearing what i'm saying the wind is hearing what he's saying And my prayer and, and my desire and my dream and my you know through this prayer and fasting, I encourage us to pray this together is that when people walk into this place that they are overwhelmed by his presence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they they literally have that thing, you know, that touch of God in their heart. You know when God touches your heart and all you can do is cry sometimes? Or or laugh or be, be free or joy hits you or healing it's just and it don't even it's just it's not even about how good the musos were how great the sound was how happy someone was at the door greeting that stuff is secondary right. instead there is such an evident touch of heaven yeah. Yeah. that we just become conduits we just become vessels of his presence that when you encounter someone in the car park and and, and and you're walking in together that already they're going oh man i'm getting a bit teary i don't know why yeah. but i know something's going on in my spirit yeah. who here dreams of the church like that yeah. well this is how we actually step into it more of you lord and less of us yeah. have you noticed we're not a huge entertainment church have you noticed we're not putting on big entertaining things at the time So that pe- we want god's presence we want more of him and less of us number two prayer and fasting prepares us for what is to come jesus was led by the spirit to a place of prayer and fasting in order to prepare him for ministry why don't you turn to matthew chapter 4 verse 1. is this okay this morning yeah matthew chapter 4 verse 1 says this it says then jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil after fasting 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry the tempter came to him and said if you are the son of God tell these stones to become bread and Jesus answered it is written man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God what an interesting story this is before Jesus' ministry really took off The preparation for his ministry wasn't just to go into the wilderness and pray for 40 days. No, no, it was to go and fast and pray. Now, Jesus was perfect. He is the perfect leader, perfect pastor, perfect preacher, perfect everything. No sin, yet he still had to go through the process of preparation. Let me ask you, church, how's your process of preparation going? And you know what? The wilderness is not always the devil trying to attack you. Sometimes it's the Lord leading you into the wilderness to prepare you. Whole other subject, but pretty awesome. Often we go straight into bashing the devil up. But maybe what happens if, what happens if, you think about this, Jesus comes to church and says, I'm in the worst wilderness season of my life. I am being tempted. It's tough. I tell you, most of us will go into, Spiritual warfare, we we, we break off those chains. No, Jesus was led. He was led into that place. Why? Because in that place, he found an intimacy with God, the Father, that he had never encountered probably before. It equipped him to step into his actual ministry. It prepared him. Acts chapter 13 verse 2 and 3 says this while they were still while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting this is the New Testament church the Holy Spirit said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work of which I have called them Then, after fasting and praying they laid their hands on them and sent them off we see here two examples New New Testament church revival church what we all want and it says that twice a they were praying and fasting and, and and God speaks to them and then B to prepare themselves just to pray for someone yeah. they prayed and they fasted and laid hands on yeah. this is the power of preparation yeah. Yeah. i wonder as a church as we pray and fast together what god is preparing our church for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if there was a move of the spirit on the other side of this that we've never encountered yeah. Yeah. what if there was a jesus ministry that only ever came about through Prayer and fasting in the wilderness. Yeah. That's the faith I have. Yeah. But also as individuals. Yeah. What does God have for you yeah. through this season? And I believe great things. Number three, prayer and fasting causes breakthrough. Turn to your neighbour and say breakthrough. breakthrough. There are some breakthroughs that only occur through prayer and fasting. Matthew 17 verse 20. You can turn there if you like or I can just read it to you, it'll be on the screen. Matthew 17, 20 says, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. (laughs) What an interesting statement. (laughs) There are certain breakthroughs track with me for a second there are certain demonic breakthroughs victories according to Jesus that can only come out only see freedom with through prayer and fasting (laughs) it's something to pay attention to why because we want to be a church that sees all demons come out all chains broken all things that are holding people back demolished and people really step into freedom super interesting that only some come out through prayer and fasting can i speak to our worship team for a second this is important for you when you lead us in worship there are certain spiritual breakthroughs that will only happen when you pray and fast there's somebody who preaches the gospel there's certain things that will only happen through my preaching when there's some prayer and fasting involved And in your life and under your ministries there are certain things that will only occur through prayer and fasting can i hear an amen now if you don't like that i don't know just read it yourself and you can pray and work that one out matthew chapter four prayer and fasting uh, sorry uh, point number four prayer and fasting helps us gain direction with major decisions here he needs direction with some major decisions in your life Okay. In Acts chapter 13 verse 2 it says while they were worshiping the Lord and praying the Holy Spirit said sorry while they're worshiping the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul to which I have called. In verse Acts 14 verse 43 Paul and Barnabas, sorry Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust it goes into our point before but they prayed and they fasted before they chose who to put in place of authority there are certain areas and uh, words and directions God has for you and I would put it to you if you are facing some major life decisions take some time to pray and fast. If you're wondering if you should marry that person, do some prayer and fasting over it. If you're wondering if you should take that job and you're not sure, do some prayer and fasting over it. Yeah. Why? Because as we seek the Lord through prayer and fasting, breakthrough starts to occur. Right. You're doing very well this morning. I can see a few, uh, a few tired faces, but you're doing well. We're nearly there. The fifth thing is this prayer and fasting causes us to be healthy spiritually emotionally and physically when we fast we rid ourselves of toxins in our bodies soul and spirit okay so last year epic message i preached on the benefits of fasting physically for your body and spiritually i say it's epic because it was epic go back on our podcast january last year and have a listen if you haven't heard it because we go into the science of fasting any science type minded people here you will enjoy that one great. because it actually so often scripture will mimic the spiritual with the physical right. yeah, and fasting is a great example of that now this is where my i'm not a scientist or i'm not a medical professional but i have done a lot of research into fasting a lot of podcasts a lot of reading A lot of studies. Let me give you a quick oversight. When you're sick, the last thing you feel like doing is eating. True? When I was a kid, when you got like a stomach bug and you would get the the vomiting bug, my mum would always say, you have to eat lemonade ice blocks. Anyone else's parents do that? Anyone not have parents that gave you lemonade ice blocks when you were sick? Okay, all right. I don't know why, maybe there was some thought behind that, but the benefit of getting sick was that those lemonade ice blocks were yours in the freezer. And your siblings could not touch them. <laughs> unless they got sick. And the way they got they had to show up by vomiting. No vomit, no ice blocks. <laughs> I have earned this ice block by vomiting. <laughs> But the thing is, naturally, when you're not feeling well, you'll find often that your body doesn't actually want to eat. You see this also, like, with your pets. You see it with your pet dog or pet cat, where you can tell there's something up because they stop eating. What's happening is, physically, your body is saying, I don't want more energy in your mouth. I want to focus on using what's in your body to try and heal itself. So what happens is, on day one, when you water fast, and this is just for the science. Anyone interested in this stuff? Let me tell you what happens to your body. It's really cool, really interesting. What happens is, on day one, when you don't eat food and you just have water, and they recommend having like, uh, filtered water, is what happens is your body um, eats the food in your stomach, and then it eats your glucose in your blood. And if you've ever been hangry here, or moody when you're hungry, it's because your glucose has dropped. And so your, your body's saying, Give me some more sugar. Glucose is just sugar in the blood. So give me some more food. I need, give me some carbs, give me some sugar, give me something because right now my glucose levels are dropping. And that's when we eat and often we feel better. What happens though is if you don't eat and you keep drinking water, what happens is by day two, your body actually starts to click over into a thing called ketosis. Turn to your neighbour and say ketosis. Okay, Okay. ketosis is the scientific word for when your body goes from eating food you put into it to eating fats, uh, stored fats. And your body actually goes from burning carbs and glucose in your body to actually burning your fat reserves. And a weird thing happens in that process, a couple of things. One is this, your hunger goes away. Anyone who's fasted more than three days will tell you this. After three days, mainly your, your hunger will dissipate and you won't be hungry anymore. When I fasted in our house, and last year I did 15 days of fasting, and I don't mind saying that as an example, just throughout the year, my wife would tell you that when she would cook, She would often say, oh, I'm sorry I'm cooking. I would say, bring it here, I want to smell it. And I would stick my face into her food and take the biggest, this smells delicious. It's reminding me that food exists. But in my body I wasn't hungry. Why? Because my body was now eating fat through a, a process called ketosis. Anyone heard of the keto diet? Keto diet is you cut out carbs, you cut out sugar, You only eat fats and your body goes into a state of just eating fat from your body because you don't have any glucose or sugar coming in to your body does that make sense so you go into this state of not being hungry so jesus was hungry after 40 days but you know why he was hungry after 40 days because when your body runs out of fat that's when your hunger returns so he would have been really shredded by the end of 40 days So when the devil said, have some bread, he would have been like, yeah, Subway sounds awesome right now. (laughs) The other interesting thing that happens is when your body starts to eat fat, because you haven't eaten for three days, your hunger goes away. But then your body goes into a state called autophagy. And autophagy is the state where your body will literally search through all your cells and start to eat the damaged cells in your body it will reserve the good cells and it will eat the damaged cells yummy 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 your body then starts to heal itself through a process called autophagy it affects your brain health it affects your physical health if you have skin psoriasis often it will heal because your body goes where can I start to heal you this is God's creation it's really cool this starts to happen after day four or five And you'll find people, and this is documented now, people will have injuries from their teenage years, like a knee injury, and they'll go, wow, my knee's really starting to throb. And what's happening is the body's going, I'm going to actually go and heal your knee after all these years. Because when you eat food, your body's focused on trying to process all that energy. But when you don't give it energy, it starts to use itself for energy. Bad cells and fat reserves and starts to actually heal itself from chronic illnesses. Super interesting. Now this, again, if you're a doctor here, please, I don't want to offend you. If you're a podcast listener, like everyone go and do your own research. But there has been a lot of studies around this. Another cool thing that happens after day four is you get human growth hormone. And human growth hormone is what actually causes you to grow when you're a kid, my, my son right now, every time I see him, he's getting taller and taller. He has his, uh, his human growth hormone is really charging up. When you actually fast, that increases often by 500%. <laughs> Super interesting. Now, it doesn't make you taller. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nat, I'm sorry. Oh, I can hear little violins playing in the background <laughs> but what it does do is human gro- growth hormone actually helps your hormones helps other areas of your life uh, of your body it's super interesting that God's created uh, fasting to be something that spiritually has great uh, benefits but physically has great benefits Again, if you have a history of eating disorders or if you have medical conditions, please, you've got to take this stuff um, as a separate type of advice. Yeah. But if you're not that, this could actually be something that could actually help you physically. Yeah. Awesome. Um, when I had done uh, the big fast a few years ago, I had a skin rash, <laughs> not a contagious rash, but skin like, up and down here. It was like, it was really weird I put cream on it, couldn't get much breakthrough with it. But during the fast, that cleared up. Why? Because healing was starting to take place inside my body. So when we actually take time to pray and fast, we have these physical benefits, we have spiritual benefits, toxins start to come out, because that's the other thing, just a heads up, I missed it, but on day kind of end of day one day two when your glucose drops you know you start stepping into ketosis because your breath gets really bad and toxins start to come out of your body which are very unpleasant <laughs> it's and, and it comes out of your body through your skin weird hey yeah. so you get a bit stinky if we were all to do a, just a pure water, two-week pure water um, fast as a church, Sunday would be a bit stinky <laughs> because toxins have been released from your body. You know, even after not eating, after two weeks, you'll still probably have bowel movements. How incredible. It's stuff in your body, in your system that sits there for years and years that never gets a chance to get flushed. I know, a bit gross, hey? What I like is that things like your brain health, there's there's, uh, links now with things like proteins in your brain getting cleaned up. So things linked to Alzheimer's and dementia and those types of things. There's certain, it's not conclusive, but certain studies starting to show that there is a clearing up of proteins that cause those diseases when you do some fasting. You know, the science is growing every day with this stuff. But the thing is as christians we can look at the physical science and be like oh that's really cool but we actually have to go hey this is actually a spiritual thing with physical benefits two more things prayer and fasting creates unity psalm 133 verse one behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity it's like precious oil poured upon the head running down the beard running down the edge of his garments it's like the jew of hermon descending upon the mountains Zion. for there the lord commands his blessing who he wants to be part of a a unified church one of the greatest um attacks the enemy will do in churches is division it's happening happens everywhere all the time unfortunately churches all over the place well good-hearted people cause division Therefore, we have to guard unity in our hearts because blessing is poured out where there's unity. At some point, we'll talk about unity more because unity has to be fought for with a conviction that unity brings blessing. And I love the scripture in 1 Psalm 133 that unity actually brings uh, the anointing of God being poured out, which denotes revival. Is this okay this morning? When we do something collectively like prayer and fasting, we actually create unity as a church. Yeah. Together we say, let's do something and go for something together. Yeah. We're going to have those things every day that we'll praise the church together over. We're going to do an app, uh, the Version app, which is, last year if you remember, we've done that together, uh, the devotional, and it was really helpful, but you saw the church just comment. Yeah. You can leave comments and encourage each other and, what did you get out of today's uh, you know, devotional and and it was super just encouraging and powerful i'm all about building healthy unity inside of churches and prayer and fasting actually helps with that so as we conclude the three types of fastings uh fasting that we can look at the first one is the water only fast that's the complete fast um it's a water only fast abstaining from all food it's challenging but it's very rewarding both physically and spiritually. The second one that you could do is a partial fast. A partial fast involves restricting when you eat and what you eat. Um, in the first case, you restrict the times of the day you eat. The more common interpretation of a Christian partial fast is choosing what types of food you eat or what to abstain from. The third type that people might choose to do is a Daniel fast, which is abstaining from eating meats sweets alcohol you can still have fruits vegetables whole grains nuts and seeds that's based on the book of Daniel and the fast that he undertook and then there's another type of fast which is the fast that you and the Lord just pray through and you might feel like there's something you want to give up in your life for that period of time That's going to be a sacrifice yeah. and an act of worship But whatever it is, it's between you and the Father. And the ultimate win, though, is that we draw close to him. The ultimate win is that we actually take time to deny ourselves and take up our cross and seek after his face. We have to kick back against consumerism. As Aussies, we have to kick back against this. We're so comfortable. We're so blessed in terms of our resources, our food, our access to... To clean water clean food the fact we can be in church right now and worship together in freedom right. we have to be so guarded that that doesn't that comfort doesn't just creep into our spiritual walk yeah. Yeah. remember the discipline and disciple the words go hand in hand yeah. so it's so important that we have times where we actually say i'm going to set this aside to seek you yeah. Yeah. remember like the nazarites they're the ones that set themselves aside to minister Let's approach these next two weeks starting next Sunday as Nazarenes or Nazarites. We say, Lord, we will set ourselves aside to seek after you. We will humble our hearts and we will go after you with all that we have. We will pray together and we will see you move in ways we've never seen before. You see, and I'll finish with this, the ultimate win for Pastor Charlie and myself is that you, as the people of God, would fall deeper in love with jesus and you would be overwhelmed by his presence that your families will be overwhelmed by his presence that your marriages will be unified and overwhelmed by him that that you would see more of him in your life and less of man that's our dream it's that the people would encounter his presence in a way that only he can reveal We don't want to play church we don't want to come to church because it's what we always do we want to see a greater outpouring of god and we've just decided in our hearts that's what we're going to go for we're going to see god move in our family in our marriage in our children and everyone else can just be blessed to be a part of that why because we need to be overflowing with his presence. Can I hear an amen? Amen. This is good stuff. Last week we had a, this is the very last thing, last week we had that shooting that happened in Junction Street where somebody was having some mental illness issues and was tragically um, shot and killed. And I was just reading yesterday that We need to pray for the police involved. They've sent down counsellors to come and try and help with the trauma from it. And I just sat there thinking, Lord, move in our city. (laughs) Move in our city so that the papers report good things. Breakthroughs, healings, domestic violence rates dropping, mental illness rates dropping. Come and overflow um, our city with your presence. And we'll get out of the way. <laughs> come and pour out your spirit. And the path that Celebration Church can play in this is just by saying yes to God. Yes, Lord, come and move. And our prayer and fasting is just, it's just a gesture and a token of, Lord, we come before you. We're serious. We're not religious Christians. We're serious about seeing you move. Yeah, cool. And move in such a way that it overflows from the, from the ground, the bores under the ground here, overflows spiritually and touches the city and touches the homes and touches the schools. Let your river flow through this place. And I just feel like the Lord is just humbling my heart so much. Like I just, less of me, God, who cares about my opinion? Who cares about my... It's, I've told my wife, I don't care. I, I used to have dreams of being like, Lord, I want to be like at the forefront of a revival. I said to my wife this week, I said, I just want to be in the room. I'm happy just to be in the room. cares whether my name is known or not? It doesn't matter. My introverted side says, awesome as well. But it doesn't matter. That my son would be in the room when god's presence is moving that your children and grandchildren and your marriages and and your neighbors could come in and before the preaching even starts they see there's tears down their face because god's presence is moving well what happens if i told you church this is god's normal for us it isn't a pipe dream but it's up to the rivers the wells to unblock unblock Lord unblock our hearts unblock our hearts unblock our minds unblock if there's unforgiveness guys this next two weeks deal with it if someone's hurt you deal with it if there's fear deal with it if there's addictions deal with it how God I give it to you and let the rivers flow let the rivers flow let the rivers of life and revival and freedom flow in the streets. I just don't want to wait and have that in heaven. Make the have in heaven. We've already got heavenly beaches. Let's have heavenly, heavenly moves of God. Why do we stand to our feet? I'm going to ask my, my heavily pregnant wife to come up here, please. Heavenly pregnant wife. Heavenly, heavenly heavenly pregnant wife. Why don't we close our eyes? Let's just commit ourselves to him. If you're in this place and you just know your heart is just far from God, you know that your heart isn't close, and you this morning just want to say, but I just want to commit my heart to God afresh, or maybe it's your first time, You want to ask Jesus into your life as your Lord and Saviour and be close to him. Why don't you just, if that's you, why don't you just put your hand up as everyone has their eyes closed and say, yep, I want to get my heart right with God this morning. Awesome, I see that hand there. I see that hand there. Is there anybody else? You just want to make sure your heart's right with God in this place. Let's pray this prayer of commitment together with those who have their hands up. If you put your hand up let's pray this from your heart too say heavenly father i thank you for sending jesus to die on the cross for my sin and this morning i ask you lord jesus to be first in my life come into my heart forgive me of my sins and i declare jesus that you are, Lord, you are Lord and you are Savior. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me walk with Jesus every day. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer or if you're online and you pray that prayer, come and talk to someone. Come and get some support. New Version is a great app on your phone. Find a new Christian plan and make sure you walk with God every day.
0: Just close your eyes for me, church, just where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's just a really beautiful sense of his presence. And I just want to take a moment just... For your heart and your spirit to dream again with him. As Pastor and I was sharing about what this church is called to be, you know, the atmosphere, the presence, the, the breakthrough, the moments of, of God encounters and truth and people getting set free and healed. I just get a sense that there has been disappointment. For those of us in the room that have believed for that for so long, and I just want to give you a moment again, just to breathe in His presence. Dust off the disappointment. Dust off maybe the dreams and the things that haven't happened or are not yet fulfilled. You know, when there's people in this in this room, and I can see your faces. I'm not going to call out your names, but I can see your faces. You've been in this church for decades. And you've sown faithful prayers of faith and expectation for your families, for this city, for your workplaces. You've had moments of, you know, believing God for the big things, and then you've had moments of just feeling discouraged when it hasn't happened. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just encouraging your heart to dream again, believe him again, that the day is not done, that he is not finished, that he has not forgotten, that there are words and there are promises that he's spoken over you that might not have come to pass, but it doesn't mean that he's not finished yet. So if that's you in this place, I just ask you just to open up your hearts afresh. Open up your hands if you feel comfortable as a sign of of your surrender in this moment. And I just want to speak into your spirits. Father God, you know, you know the people in this room that have unfulfilled dreams, unfulfilled promises, but specifically to do with this city specifically to do with family members to do with individuals that they're in contact with to do with schools to do with workplaces to do with this church and this building itself god i just ask holy spirit that you just fan into flame again that you remind them that you bring into their mind and vision and the words the promises the things that you've spoken god that you would encourage their hearts again that they would dust off Their shoes, that they would dust off their coats for the ones that, you know, maybe didn't accept or didn't... didn't receive the Word of God, maybe it was a timing thing or a season thing, whatever it is, God, that they would just dust themselves off again, pick themselves up, that they would arm themselves right now with the sword and the shield and say, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe, God, that you are not done, that you are not finished, that you want to use me, that you've actually placed things inside of me to speak. You've placed prophetic words for me to, to call into account, to call forward, God. I pray that you start to stir hearts again, to start to serve spirits again, to be so unsatisfied with common, to be so unsatisfied with normal, to be so unsatisfied with the ebbs and flows of weekly routines that they would just feel again, just this raw inside of them to go, oh God, come on, Let's do it. Let's bring it on. Let's believe again. Let's dream again. Let's have again that fresh vision and expectation that you are good, that you are true, that you are going to do what you said you're going to do, that this is your city, that this is your town, that these are your people, that this is your family, that these are well, this is what you want to do to pour out your spirit and that you would use us, God, that you would use us to be your hands and your feet and your mouthpieces. Holy Spirit, I just speak against any discouragement when we start to speak this faith and expectation anything in people's minds that says I've heard that one before or here we go again or that's a nice idea that we just rebuke it in Jesus name and we say that this is your season this is your timing God let it be us let it be us that you use let it be us that you minister through let it be us that you see the breakthrough through God because we are a church that is desperate and hungry for more of you. I pray Holy Spirit that that just not be a hype on a Sunday, but you actually start to especially over these next couple of couple of weeks, God, just really set people on fire again. Set people on fire again. That it not be just a phrase, that it not be just a, a nice Pentecostal idea, but man that you come and you burn us up, God that you burn us up to such a degree that we can't help. We can't help but lift our hands. We can't help but shout your praise. We can't help but testify of your goodness, God. Set us on fire again, God. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Lord. If you're here with your spouse, why don't you take them by the hand? If you're here by yourself, just lift your hand to heaven. We're just going to pray over you this morning father we thank you so much just for this incredible church family thank you for your presence thank you for your anointing thank you for your grace thank you for the deep wells within us within this place we just declare it again revival over celebration church come on church we say yes and amen to your calling we say yes and amen to your spirit we say use us lord use this people oh holy spirit we invite you have your way and lord we just commit this week to you prepare our hearts uh fresh encounters lord bless the marriages in this church bless those yet to be married as well bless those Lord god who are living alone god let your presence be upon each and every person in jesus name everyone said Amen. amen hey if you want more prayer or Please come down. We'd love to pray for you, but otherwise, God bless you. Have a great uh, fellowship afterwards and uh, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.